on this episode of the AIE Podcast. Discord changes are happening, coming soon. Trademark. Dark hours are upon us. Hey, anyone get a beta invite? I did. The eternal war, or the war eternal, rages on. <laughs> I was making sure, wait, no, I wrote that right. Yes, okay. Hartley <laughs> and Dent here to talk to us about AIE and STO, which means I won't have to butcher STO names, and we're all really happy because I'm bad at it. <laughs> no, actually, we kind of enjoyed that. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. And welcome to episode 320 of the podcast celebrating you, the ALA Yakta S gaming community, the Die Has Been Podcast. This is MuCal, and to my virtual left and physical left is Tetsemi. I made another spreadsheet, this time for the podcast. Yeah. This is poetry motion. And to my right, his right, virtual right, is McCullough. Hey guys, there's a mac and cheese and broccoli cheddar quiche in the Guild Kitchen. Help yourself, because I'm going to be a little too busy to feed y'all. Mm-hmm. Very busy, very busy. But this week we are joined by special guests Corley and Dent, who are here to talk to us about AIE and Star Trek Online. Welcome Woo-hoo! to Hello. Good evening. Yay. Live long and prosper. Oh, wait, no. Um, yeah, no, that's right. Peace and long life. Peace and long life. There you go. Yeah. So let's go ahead and see what everyone has been up to, starting with our guests. We will go with Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Dent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this week I was... Uh, guest on uh, Marcus and Nick's uh, podcast, The uh, Working Class Nerds, where we were uh, talking about Endgame. Yes. So that, that if was you haven't seen it, don't listen. <laughs> uh, the two weeks are up. Mm-hmm. I've got my Ant-Man and the Wasp shirt on. Nice. Very right. nice. And then uh, I've also been playing uh, a little bit of a new, new game for me, uh, Sea of Thieves. Oh, I oh nice. I about that game. It's been a lot of fun. And then that leaves us with Corley. What are you getting up to? Uh, Well, other than playing just about every other game other than Star Wars (laughs) (laughs) uh, this week. Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to get in a little bit of uh, Lotro, uh, Star Trek, logging in every day because there's so many different things that you have to do every day or start and collect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and playing a bunch of single player games like Assassin's Creed. I'm trying to do that. And I'm still trying to beat Subnautica, which I got sucked into. Ooh. Yeah. It's uh, a good game. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I just, I beat it again. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm stuck. I don't, I, I haven't got any more alerts and, and I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. So I got to figure out what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> go deep. It's like it's like WoW Classic. Where the heck do I go next? Anyway, uh, yeah, just all go the non bugs. Yeah, WoW. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that that's about it. Exciting. And then, how about you, Makala? Um, new Comic Cons and or Phoenix Fan Fusion is in what 
five days. So mm-hmm. yeah. let's see. In the last, since we last talked, I've made ten full neck, two, ten beautiful steampunk necklaces, seven pairs of earrings, fifty small one-inch rounds, um, five bracelets. Um, God, I, I think I've lost count of everything. <laughs> Two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Um, Making sure I have my cosplay schedule set, planning a menu because not only we have con, but we have a friend coming in for cons. I want to make sure there's food in the house to eat. Um, Yeah. Rolled rolled some virtual dice this afternoon with uh, my D and D crew, my D and D crew. Um, Rolled some earlier this week. On Thursday, did not roll physical dice, unfortunately, this week, um, just because we've had too many people out of town to play in our Monday game. Um, working like crazy to make sure I'm caught up in time for con. Mm-hmm. Banging my head against spreadsheets and not the fun kind, like the one that te- literally just made as we we're going through show notes. Um, you hmm. challenged me. <laughs> I know. We're like, do you want do you want to make a spreadsheet? Yeah, we'll do that later. And then literally five minutes later, had a spreadsheet. <laughs> like, okay, buggy, they need to come on the show. Um yeah. let me see. What else? Have I been doing anything else? Oh, I've uh, been sick. You've been and sick and you've also been getting ready for a certain girlfriend's graduation party. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Hordling's girlfriend's graduating soon, so that's yeah. Been fun. Um, oh, and I fell down a mountain last week. Well, not down oh. the mountain. <laughs> uh, on the mountain. Face. On the mountain. I missed the dex check, and I, it was like I, I rolled a one. And You're supposed to miss the ground when you jump at it. I am aware. So poor Tets had to deal with me not having any physical activity, because up until Saturday, it hurt too much to climb, work out, do anything. So. Yeah, she nailed her knee, shoulder, rib cage. Wasn't pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, poor Tet, guys. He, he puts up with a lot, especially when I'm grumpy. <laughs> well, speaking of Tet, what have you been up to? Oh, little of this, little of that. Uh, a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, mainly because hey, there's content in there I haven't done, and it's story, and I love content. So content that never uh, ends. It seems like yeah, I have my bard up to um, level thirty seven right now. My archer became a bard at level thirty, so now it's level thirty seven bard. Um, which I remembered because I ran over when I hit 35 and ran over to the archer trainer and went, where's my next class quest? You're an archer trainer. I need to go to the bard trainer. Okay, I'll be right back. Yeah. Uh, So I've done that at least once, which, you know, you have to do. Um, Got all the professions up to level 20 and got all the other classes you can start at level 1 up to level 10 just to try them all. So I think think besides... Besides Bard, I think Gladiator is my favorite, my next favorite. And then it's a toss-up between the Thaumaturge and the Arcanist. Have to decide. Because Arcanist is fun because you just dot everything up and let the Chocobo and the pets take care of it. Mm -hmm. But the rhythm of the Thaumaturge having to balance the mana drain and recover the mana plays a lot like a druid in WoW uh, 
Moonkind Druid used to play. So it's interesting. Um, so I've got that. Our raid team, Furt, got down both bosses in Crucible of Storms. We got one down two weeks ago, the first boss, and then we went in and punched the second one in the face and got it down in like three pulls the night we tried and then said, okay, we're done raiding for now. We're going to hang yeah. out. <laughs> so... Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do one shot at Jaina tonight, uh, using Rose Lockout, and then we're going to basically go on raid hiatus until eight two drops, and just do old content runs for transmog and achievements and stuff like that, and just relax because quite a few of us are feeling burned out on the the current content. Oh, so, yeah. um, been doing that and. Uh, I think that's mainly I've been bouncing between between WoW in maintenance mode and raiding and Final Fantasy fourteen. So that's what I have been up to. Yeah, that's been your flavor the last few weeks. Well it's it's there's so much to do and you can do it all on one character and still yeah, yeah. bounce bounce between characters and everything synergizes. I wish I had kept a lot of my old uh, the equipment I was building Using the professions to twenty, I could have used on the classes that I was getting to ten, but it's you know you replace the the gear so fast it doesn't matter. Right. So, yeah. What have you been up to, Mew? Ah, well, um, as far as MMOs, I've kind of been taking a little bit of a break because, like you said, it's there's there's that that you know that burnout kind of kind of coming, and I want to make sure I don't burn myself totally out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, between you know furt and um, uh, horseshoes and hand grenades, uh, they're they're Beating their heads against uh, King Rocktagon on Heroic, um, which Ooh. is a lot to to take in. Um, you know, once we pound through there, then Megatroke will be a little easier, and then we'll have yeah. Blockade, which I hear Blockade's easier on Heroic. So it's kind of interesting because you get to c- control things a little bit better, whereas normal just things happen and it's just a, you know lots of clustering of things. Yeah, but uh, so you know, I've I've been. Not spending too much time in WoW. Uh, I've been in Final Fantasy XIV, of course, seeing a lot of more activity in there, which is good to see. Um, but uh, on the non-MMO front, I actually uh, played through and finished uh, Far Cry New Dawn. I, I heard that from your messes, and then you needed something cheery afterwards. Yeah. Well, it's 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 a good game, but of course the story isn't all that fun. Right. Uh, you've already played Far Cry 5 and know the ending to that. Uh, New Dawn actually picks up after Far Cry 5 uh, 17 years later and tells you kind of what happened and then gives you a bit of closure on a few things. So mm-hmm. it was good. I enjoyed it. it and it wasn't a full game. Um, mm-hmm. So if you guys are have ever been curious about the Far Cry games but don't want to like you know fully invest, I would highly recommend Far Cry New Dawn because even if you haven't done 5, they'll kind of recap it for you enough that you can understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you know your your progress in five will not affect your anything going on in, in New Dawn. So right, right. I, I enjoyed that one quite a bit. Um, uh, that's probably been a most of my focus last couple of weeks is just kind of you know getting through there when I can when I'm not doing stuff in WoW and Final Fantasy fourteen. So that's probably been about the sure. journey. And uh, uh, today we did participate in the Pokemon Go Community Day. Um, oh dang! I know we forgot something. Yep. Yep, so we actually went out to a mall, and, you know, as usual, the place was packed with people holding their phones. Yeah, and yeah no, it's TV. neat, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, Pokemon person, Pokemon person, Pokemon person. It, it was gorgeous. Yeah. I wish we would have had time to do that today. Yeah. Yeah, so no, that was fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, they and they had a special. There was a oh geez, what was it called? The little fire, the little fire chick. The the yeah, the torch it could go yeah, shiny. Yeah, so so I you, they were everywhere. Like we were at the the oh, mall yeah. we go to has I think four gyms and like seven or eight Pokestops. Oh great, yeah. So, all of them had lures on them, and it was just you just saw torchics as far as the eye could see everywhere, and you're just trying to grab them all up and uh, get enough candy so that because you have to double evolve them to, mm. to get the special thing, which is now done as of 19 minutes ago, for at least in my uh, time. Right, zone. right. Yeah, it's three to six local time for yeah. everyone. So yeah. So you so if you're over in the uh, if you're live on the west coast, you still have a little bit of time to get it done, but you have to mm. ev- double evolve the chick. To get to the final the final form to get the special move that's being given to you as part yeah. of this event, so got it. So that yep. was a lot of fun, um, and that's probably about it for me. And you know, of Ooh. course, we got something big coming uh, in a couple days. We'll be there uh, harassing um, uh, Mikala there, making it hard for her to get things ready. And, right, right. Uh, yep, yep. Um, and uh, seeing everyone, we want to see you over in Phoenix. Yeah. Awesome! Can't wait. So. With that done, let's go ahead and move on to AIE News. AIE News. And as you perhaps notice anything different in AIE Discord, uh, we've been doing some screen house cleaning, uh, rearranging some of the channels to make them more visible and more community focused. The feedback is appreciated, especially as we're moving things to the new home for the next podcast AIE Discord in the AIE-podcast channel. So have a look there. You'll see us as part of the main AIE Discord. Yep. And uh, speaking of mandatory fun nights and AIE Discord, uh, there are a number of games that have mandatory fun nights where the fun is mandatory, but the attendance is not. Although, really, we'd like to see you in the game if you can. Mm -hmm. Uh, On Mondays, Guild Wars 2 runs at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Tuesdays is Star Wars The Old Republic at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, which is Max's time zone because he won't let me not say 8 p.m. Central. Uh, Wednesday, Final Fantasy XIV runs at 10 p.m. Eastern. Friday, uh, Elder Scrolls Online runs at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Friday, Final Fantasy XIV is doing something at 11 p.m. Eastern. Saturday, New Braid in WoW runs at 11 p.m. Eastern. Also, Lord of the Rings Online gets together at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And on Sunday, normally, right about 10 minutes from now, we would have Star Trek Online. But since they're on the... They're busy. They're they're here. They're not going to do the mandatory fun night tonight. But normally, it is Sundays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Awesome. And in streaming and guild podcast news, uh, SOTOR Escape Podcast 291 Red Forest Redo. Uh, this week, AIE SEMA, Max the Gray, and Astromech 291 talk about the juicy bit of development or dev tracker news and then tell the story of lore and mechanics in the Dread Forest. In so to our Escape Podcast 292, Don't Trust the Gree. In this week, AIE SEMA, Max the Gray, and Astromech 292 walk through the news and then talk about the Gree, the reoccurring event on Luma and on the Xeno Analyst? Yep, Xeno Analyst. Yay! And as previously alerted to, Working Class Nerds, Episode 44, Avengers Endgame Breakdown, Marcus and Nick are joined by Ariel and Dent to share their thoughts on Marvel's Avengers Endgame. 
They share what they've been up to in real life, talk a little bit of SOTOR, of course, and then drive into Endgame. And guys, it's a spoiler cast. Please, just if you haven't seen the film, make sure that if you're if you're you don't listen to it until you don't want to, unless you don't want to, you know, spoil it. You know how this goes. Yep. Um, and just a reminder, Phoenix Fan Fusion starts Thursday, May 23rd. All three of our hosts will be there. There's also a meetup at Chino Bandito on Wednesday the 7th, or Wednesday at 7 p.m., and likely a second one at Mother Bunch on Sunday after the con wraps up. Yeah. I will be at the booth all weekend at A501. Come on by and say hi. Is it AA501 or A501? AA501. There's no A. AA. because it's Artist Alley. Okay. Cool. Hey, hey, so yeah, I'm on the corner. You can't miss me. All right. And in Nomad's news, the Division 2 title update 3 was released, and the Dark Hours raid went live this past week. A new eight player mission, the next. Oh, that was a new eight-player mission. Sorry. The next apparel event is also live, and you can collect special outfits until June 6th. If you're interested in raiding in the Division 2, visit the AIE Discord channel, um, Division 2, and check the pinned topics. Yeah, and from what I heard, it looks like the PC players have been able to defeat that raid, but anyone on console has not, unless they've updated that recently. So apparently there's some tricky mechanics that are hampering... uh, console players can imagine and uh, Diablo 3 season 17 has begun uh, it brings the usual fare of seasonal cosmetic rewards and additional stash tabs uh, some new quality of life cha- changes include a search feature in the stash and the addition of three more torment levels 14 15 and 16 the season's theme is the season of nightmares every character will receive a bonus legacy of nightmare also known as LON uh, this means that everyone will enjoy the powerful benefits of the no set set, and any and every ancient legendary you find is that much more valuable. If you are a Diablo 3 player and want to hop in for a power level this season or run rest with AIE members, make sure to hop into Discord's Nomads channel and say hello. Hello. Yeah, available um, for you to join as well. All right. And in WoW news, Saturday New Braid is doing great, clearing bosses faster and faster, so come have fun with them. Uh, while Classic Beta started invites with an AIE presence on PvE Horde mostly, from what everyone seems to be rolling on, uh, and uh, I think Sai is refreshing her email hourly, hoping for the invite, even though she's at uh, Scout Camp Palooza until the end of the month. You know, and. Yeah, and Friday Night Alliance Raid Team is still recruiting. An unnamed Discord has been created to help facilitate the new Alliance Raid Team. Take a look in the uh, Raid Team-Recruitment channel. And in Raid Team news, uh, let's see what's going on. Looks like uh, Pepperjack Fan Club has gotten uh, one out of two normal Crucible of Storms down. Uh, they are also five of nine heroic on uh, Battle for Desire Lore. Uh, get your crit together uh, is basically, I think, on hiatus for the most part. Uh, they're poking at bosses in Mythic, but they are nine out of nine heroic, one out of nine Mythic, and two out of two, both on normal and heroic Crucible of Storms. I think they were the first ones to hit the heroic Crucible Storms as well. Yeah. 
Exactly. Uh, Better Late Than Never is also 9 out of 9 Normal and Heroic on Battle for Desarlor, 1 out of 9 Mythic, and they are both uh, 2 out of 2 Normal and Heroic on Crucible of Storms. Uh, Behind the Curve is 1 out of 2 on Normal Crucible of Storms. The Dojo of Awesome is 2 out of 2 on Normal Crucible of Storms. Furt, as we said earlier, is 2 out of 2 on Crucible of Storms. And Horseshoes and Hand Grenades is 5 out of 9 Heroic Battle for Desarlor, banging their head at Rastakhan. And 1 out of 2 Heroic Crucible of Storms, having knocked out both bosses in normal mode. Uh, Kitty Aggro, also Crucible of Storms, uh, 1 out of 2 Heroic. And they are 9 out of 9 Normal and Heroic in Battle for Desarlor. Uh, and that's it for current... Uh, uh, current progression. New Braid is now 5 out of 9 normal on uh, Battle for Desarlor and going to be working on Rastakhan and Mechatork next week, I believe. Congrats, guys. That's some great great accomplishments. Alright, and in Sotor news, the next Mecha will be Friday, June 14th, 9pm Eastern Time on the Imp side. And our Mandatory fun leads have come up with a new idea for our mandatory fun schedule. We'll be running a series of operations as part of MFN, but since it's hard to complete the operation in a single night, whatever we don't finish, we'll schedule for the following week. The trick is that there's a handful of heroes who will go in early before MFN and clear some of the bosses to get each uh, the, the uh, progression lockout. Should be fun and we should get more people a chance to see the end bosses. The launch date for 10.3 Sorry, 5.10.3, the Dantooine Incursion, is set for 5-28-2019. Pirates, pets, mounts, new armor look, uh, decos, and even the Ugnaught Companion. Okay, one pet, but lots of pirates. Wow, yep. I, you know, I wish they would have had something going on for the 25th, though, because, as we well know, <laughs> that actually is real Star Wars Day. <laughs> yes. The fourth and, and Grant. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in ESO news, uh, the early access for Elsewhere begins tomorrow, May 20th, and the official release is June 4th. Uh, please save the beginning quest for that zone on at least one tune uh, for the first uh, mandatory fun night that ESO does after the official launch because uh, they, they want to do it as a group, and they think that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, until then, uh, mandatory fun nights will be zone clears and dungeon runs every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. All right, and in Eve news, strap in. This is going to be a bumpy wacky. ride. <laughs> yes. An Eve Titan in every pot. Guaranteed stupid, wacky space politics. Oh, wait. I think that's supposed to be guaranteed stupid, comma, wacky, wacky yeah, space yeah, politics. Yeah. Informative food pictures, community health Blank. support program, a literature corner, deep philosophical discussions on the role of man and his or her place in the universe, a distinguished panel of art experts discussing foreign cinema, a.k.a. animation-specific. Reviews and commentary on upcoming and recent video game releases. All this and more if you join AIE in EVE. Your, miles, your mileage may vary, plus the privilege of getting blown up in one of Lanktheris's harebrained space exploits. Accurate. AIEU confirmed space tomfoolery since sometime last week. Increase your daily sodium intake due to increased tear production if you play EVE. And for God's sakes, whatever you do, do not click on a link. All right, <laughs> in Guild Wars 2 news, uh, the following world session for um, 
The Living World Session 4's final episode, War Eternal, is out. It features a new mount, the Sky Scale Dragon, that can hover and climb walls. Be sure to log into a tune to unlock the episode, even if you don't have Path of Fire. They also release a new legendary weapon, the Great Sword Exorium. This is the final legendary weapon that we were promised for for Hearts of Thorn. It was well worth the wait, having many custom animation and transformations. Fun times. All right, and Final Fantasy XIV news. The event poll is still up. If you are listening to this live, the poll will be closing at 11.59 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. So that's tonight, I believe. Wow. Yep. Uh, Get your voices heard uh, if you want to uh, have a hand in how things are going. Uh, The Final Fantasy XIV and XV crossover event is still running until May 27th. Uh, There is still time to get the four-player car mount. Uh, we will be running the Jackpot 2 FC buff on the weekends to help people get MGP because you still need that 200000 There's also a reminder that the Shadowbringers Early Access for pre-orders starts on June 28th. Uh, pre-ordering it today will get you an earring that levels with you and gives you an experience bonus all the way to level 70 on all of your battle classes, not your crafting classes. Uh, if it sounds like a WoW Erlang, that's because it's pretty much acts identical to it. It'll actually change depending on what class you're doing it and what level it is, all that fun stuff. Uh, The next Final Fantasy XIV live letter is scheduled for Thursday, May 23rd at 1 p.m. Eastern from Media Tour in San Francisco. We are expecting to hear some details on Shadowbringers, uh, job changes that are coming to all the existing jobs, and the ever-mysterious miscellaneous announcements. Uh, This live letter will include the translator, so no need to brush up on your Japanese in order to understand what's going on. This can change every Tuesday, but as of this recording, Goblin, the server that AIE flies on, is currently a preferred server for new characters. That means any new characters creating this time will get a double XP bonus on all XP sources, all jobs, until level 60. Again, if you have the starter edition, Heaven's Ward, the first expansion is free for you for a limited time. Just go over to the SE store, buy it for $0.00 and 0 cents. The PS4 folks can still get the same deal on PSN. And if I'm not mistaken, when you pre-order Stormbringers, you also get the expansion that comes after Heaven's Ward, but before Stormbringers. Stormblood. But it doesn't it doesn't unlock until Stormbringers launches. Correct. Okay. So so if you're still if you have uh, if you're still doing um, ARR or Heaven's Ward, you're fine because you yep. you don't need that new content yet. And you can wait. So if you if you if you know you're not going to be doing Stormblood until Shadowbringers comes out, don't don't buy it. Buy the full thing; it'll come with everything. If you need that new content, however, uh, then go for it because you, you know it's a lot of good stuff. Cool. And in Lord of the Ring Online news, so I they. Since I play Lord of the Rings, uh, I've been asked to read this off. So, um, Currently, Melong Aeroshield, who is one of our guildies, uh, is continuing to run Saturday Night Lotro, or as he calls it, SNL, uh, on Saturdays, obviously, at uh, 8.30 Eastern, or 23.30 as I have it written here. Um, <laughs> and the anniversary event that's been running since April 24th ends tonight. So hopefully you've finished all the quests and turned in your tokens for the rewards uh, unfortunately, I don't know what all the rewards are because I haven't finished all the quests. Uh, and if you've been trying to figure out what to spend your Lotro points on, stat tomes, regeneration food, 
run speed boosts, attack damage boosts are all currently 20% off through May 23rd. All right. And with that, let's get back to Corleone Dent and find out what's going on in Star Trek Online. Yes. So, uh, within the last week, they've uh, just... Um, uh, fleet, fleet wise, we've uh, finished our tier two uh, uh, spire, spire in the uh, Selene Dyson sphere. Um, we're going to be work, continue to work on uh, completing that to tier three. Um, the the way that uh, strongholds and star bases work in uh, Star Trek is they they they're somewhat similar to uh, the fleet ships in uh, the the old Republic, but they also have the ability to uh, buy special equipment and uh, items that are only uh, you're only able to get from there. Uh, we also have a uh, mandatory fun night every uh, most Sunday nights, eight thirty Eastern, uh, where we come and we just do a bunch of the uh, uh, TFOs. We do new content. Um, we help out new players. Uh, they come in, they need a level. Uh, we do the episodes so that they can uh, gain those levels so they can use their, uh, uh, get better ships and better equip. Um, couple yeah, usually, of, uh, yeah, go ahead. Usually the MFN Knights is, let's help Corley out do something because he doesn't know what he's doing. So. <laughs> hey, you know, what? if it works, it works. That sounds like you're it gives you a direction. It's like, yeah, yeah. you're a contact creator. You're great. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so. But uh, yeah, and then uh, this week they've uh, released some uh, new content. Um, uh, there's a new rep system that they just released, the Legends of Discovery or Discovery Legends. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll mess that up all of the time now. I'm sure uh, it happens. <laughs> they uh, so it's a new rep system that uh, we have to work on to unlock and be able to game the new equipment um there are three sets uh that are out there's the ground set the uh, burnham's resolve uh there's a space weapon set loka's uh Lorca's, uh ambition and the stalamet tilly's uh, ingenuity is the uh four-piece space set um so that's something new to, to work on in the game along with a couple of they released two new episodes they kind of like prequels to the discovery series where it kind of like tells the the story of how Lorica lost his, uh, the, the command of his, uh, prior ship, um, before getting discovery. Um, it blows up. Uh, (laughs) Spoiler. (laughs) Spoiler. Spoiler. I haven't done it yet. (laughs) Um, they also have, uh, they have a new, uh, uh, system and where you can earn tokens so that once you get uh was it 3000 tokens you can get a free tier 6 ship and tier 6 ships are like the end game type ships um so and that's that's a that's a huge savings cuz usually those ships cost in real money like $30 um so get you, you have an opportunity to earn yourself a, a free ship. Um, and following with the, that, uh, uh, T six, uh, coupon, um, 
tier ship uh, tier uh, six uh, ships are now scalable with your levels. So as soon as you finish off your uh, uh, tutorial on a new character, if you have a tier six of uh, already purchased, you can acquire it, get in there, um, and start using it right away instead of having to wait until the end of the game. A uh, couple caveats: they it is it scales with your level, so you not all the items weapon slots are open and um, console sl- slots are open uh, right away. Those unlock as you level, so it levels with you along with uh, your hull and shields. Those will also uh, level as you go. And uh, also looks like there's a explanation on how you can earn the tier six ships. Yeah. With the tier six ships uh, coupon, um, when they released it, uh, the goal was you had to run uh, the new uh, task force uh, to gain those tokens. Right now it's in a lull where um, can't really earn those tokens right now, but they'll, once they release new content that they, uh, want us to run that will be linked to it and uh occasionally they'll also have like uh, a double xp like bonus uh tokens uh weekends and so you can earn more uh tokens quicker cool yeah they're 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 adding a lot to this this game um a bunch lately they've been adding a lot of stuff to this game so that's kind of what got me back into it uh, I, I played it during a beta, uh, maybe when it first came out, when it went first went free to play. But it seems like every week or every couple of weeks they're adding something to this game. Like this whole discovery thing, they're really trying to profit off of the the popularity of discovery, which I haven't seen any of them yet. So I'm kind of I, I, I have no idea what's going on in any of these storylines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it seems like as I posted someplace else, it seems like the timeline in this game is a little like trying to read stereo instructions. Uh, it, um, it's, it, yeah, it's so it, they jump back and forth. Uh, <laughs> well, a, a lot of it there's in the game, there is some time travel uh, that takes place. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, with this discovery uh, content, they're more or less treating it like holodeck content. So it's more of like a simulation uh, to relive past battles instead of utilizing the time travel trope. So it's okay. So they did do that. All right. Yeah. I think all of the recent discovery stuff, save for the mirror of discovery where uh, in Star Trek online, the mirror universe uh, has a, is a big part of uh, a lot of the storylines. So they added uh, a mirror version of Tilly and had a uh, three episodes, uh, two or three episodes uh, involving two episodes her. and a, and a, a PFS. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things with Star Trek online. That's, it's a lot of fun is they'll occasionally get the actors in and do voice work for their characters. So, um, back in the day, Leonard Nimoy did a lot of voiceover work, um, for just like describing the sectors you're in, so mm-hmm. that they keep that in. Uh, Zachary Quinto, who played younger Spock in the Kelvin timeline, 
played a, had some lines for a hologram doctor, I think, or something along those lines. And then later on, they added um, uh, Voyager cast members, um, DS9 cast members. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had Worf and LaForge uh do voices so they they really do try to pull in and try to get people to reprise their roles to make it a little bit more immersive it's one of the one of the nice things i like about it so hey uh so max actually in the chat room had some questions for you guys um how many game or shows slash movies um star trek are currently represented in the game all of them all of oh nice yeah that every Every series, every movie, you can see, like in the storylines that they've done, um, like hints, and they they follow back. They fall back. Um, they like they continue on some of the stories that you might have liked to see continue on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they 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 touch on every like bring on everything that the that's in their uh, arsenal. Yeah, which is which is why I need to go back and watch a lot of the. Um, Next generation, because they brought a lot of stuff. I think from that, the aliens and stuff. I just did one uh, a mission the other day that I got from LaForge, which um, played on the aliens that were taking over Starfleet officers in the final episode of season one. Those ones yep. that would crawl in their mouths and and I thought that was a nice little uh, little thing. Yeah, it, th- th- that and, and kind of, if you follow through on that story, another big bad in the Star Trek universe for a while was the Iconians, mm-hmm. and they've hinted that that was like a season one or season two, um, like kind of like a throwaway ancient race that no one really touched upon um, afterwards, but they ran with it and did an entire like season of content for uh star trek online for it fabulous yeah which is why i don't remember who the iconians are so i need to go back (laughs) well again it it was in one episode uh the the enterprise was infected by a virus um and another romulan the romulan ship that they're like fighting over this one planet got infected by the same virus and they have to figure out how to no I, you know, I was, trying to, I was trying to think it was, but that was the Ferengi one that they, where they got beamed down on the planet and more. Yeah. Sorry. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's again, it's like that, that happened in one episode and they just expanded upon it and just ran with it. And a lot, it's like, it's interesting because it expands upon the, the lore. I mean, it's not necessarily full on canon, but it's close enough. All right, so uh, Max actually had another question. Uh, speaking of the Iconians um, and the set, comp- um, so he wanted to know how do the sets compare to the other common Endgame sets? Is this like the BIS stuff that you'll want to get? Um, he's not. He has no idea, but he was thinking of working towards some of the Iconian stuff. Right. So, so speaking like, of Iconian, <laughs> right. The so in the meta of the game, the Iconian set uh, ship set is considered some of the like a, a decent good DPS set to for everyday use. Um, of course, any of the sets, they all have their strengths and weaknesses and 
one of the really nice thing about this game as well is the amount of customization you can go through with your equipment, the way a ship mm-hmm. looks, the way you look, the way a crew looks. Um, it's it's amazing how much you can just change and make your own and make it your own experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like pretty much any of the sets are viable for most things. Some things are better than others. Like I think the uh, Lakari one is a little bit better for a science-based build, but it can still be used for like a DPS build. Yeah, unfortunately, it, it's good that there's a lot of customization in the game, but it's bad for a new player like me coming in who has no idea what half of the stuff is. And it's like, oh, you need to make sure you have these consoles with with these weapons. And it, I mean, if you look at it, it, it and take a little while and look at it, you can figure it out. But it's <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in here, and trying to figure it out, it, it, it can get daunting really quick. So that's why it's nice that we have the guild um, and the, the fleet that we, you can ask these questions to, because there is so much stuff. In this game, it's just, it's a little bit overwhelming at first. Yeah, it it definitely can be a a little bit overwhelming. And even playing it for a while, you're always learning new tips and tricks and little workarounds of getting a little bit more out of that warp core. Yeah, there's definitely something you learn every day in this game. (laughs) Definitely something. Yeah. If if you were a big discovery fan, how 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 easy or hard is it for like you to get into STO and like start doing discovery stuff? Well, there's that's a good question because um, when discovery came out, they added a faction, um, well, that a starting faction where it's based on discovery. You get a discovery st- styled ship you start off in the past. So there's a little time travel to get you into the future, mm-hmm. but you can, you get the uniform, you get the ship. And I think Tilly's involved in the tutorial for that one. So you get a little bit, um, uh, interaction with her mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, you, you can just kind of jump in and start off right in that discovery error. There's also a faction for, uh, the original series where they had a storyline, in the past, you get the the original series uniforms, and you have a that style of ship, and you do a bunch of tutorial and early missions, and then you're shot into the future because of reasons. <laughs> because reasons. <laughs> yeah. the, the neat thing is it sounds like no matter what your flavor of Star Trek is, there's going to be a lot for you to do, and you can play around Absolutely. in the timeline. You can be a Klingon. You can be a Romulan. You can be Dominion, uh, original series, uh, Discovery, and regular old Starfleet. All right. So, um, has a question. I'm sorry. Well, they have they have what they call episodes in the game, which are basically their their quest chains. I guess you can Mm -hmm. call them. Yeah. Um, they have 13 of these things now, with the the adding of Age of Discovery, which is the latest one that they just launched. And it's it's a whole storyline, and you go through space missions, ground missions, a couple of TFOs, the ta- uh, what is it, the task force operations, which are basically like dungeons instances. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been I don't know I think I've been playing for three or four months now, and I'm only halfway through that list. <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff. 
All right, so we have another question. Um, if it's been a lot of many years since you've watched any Star Trek or anything, um, would they would um, a new player be lost in the storyline? No, uh, there. Once you get into it and into, um, like the like the first the first uh, se- uh, season uh, revolves around the Klingon. Uh, war with the Federation that happens during this timeline. <laughs> so it kind of just throws you right into it. And then like, as those missions progress, you'll start to recognize uh, certain characters that were mentioned or like, again, they expand upon it. Like uh, uh, what's it? Uh, Tom Paris and uh, blonde Tars's daughter plays mm-hmm. a role in a couple of the, episodes early on there's the guardians of guardian of tomorrow that plays a role in uh, one episode uh through again through some time travel you run into the original enterprise um so like in that first uh season it it you can just have a, a general idea of what star trek is but then it, it kind of fills in a lot of those blanks that you might have, or it might make you like, "Oh, I have to go rewatch that." Right, right. And that's that's kind of what's happening with me. It's like, all right, I don't remember these aliens. I need to go back and watch it. Yeah, and and as long as you know who some of the main characters in the shows were, uh, like that mentioned Tuvok and Kim mm-hmm. from Voyager, and they a lot of those characters show up in these seasons in the episodes. Um, so as long as you remember those, it, it, it's not too hard to grasp what's going on. So, and uh, Seema wanted to know, is there a holodeck? Well, so... <laughs> yes, sort of. Th- there is. <laughs> so, uh, a few, uh, well, back in April, they actually closed down what uh, used to be what player c- uh, created content was, mm-hmm. uh, the Foundry, which was a, a nice mechanic, but it was kind of clunky to go around but players could go in create their own episode and release it for the players to play so that was kind of like their holodeck but mm-hmm. right now um the you can go on a holodeck but it doesn't do anything okay yeah and you, i think you do use it during training because i remember doing that there- in the beginning. Yeah, there are some holodeck like interactions within like episodes, but right. outside of the episodes there is really no interaction with a holodeck. Yeah. Okay. And I know as far as like the, you know, having watched various episodes and stuff, even not being current on all the Star Trek um very not variations but the different Star Trek series um when you start out everything is pretty well explained to you without uh you know spending like two and a half hours well here's the reason you're doing this a lot of it is you're just in the moment and dealing with stuff and you find out a lot more but then if you're interested you know you can go watch those episodes and find out but I don't think it's, you know, it helps to know the background on a lot of those series, but it's not really required. You can just jump in if you like Star Trek and play. And a lot of times, like within the mission, the, uh, the episodes, you can access like a random data terminal and it will give you a little bit of that trivia. Um, yep. There's actually uh, one mechanic of the game down in Starfleet Academy. There's a, 
uh, exam that you can take. And it's like a kind of like, it's called the path to 2409. And it'll ask you a question about a certain year, about a certain subject and it's multiple choice. And it's a quick way to get dilithium, but it also kind of builds up from the end of Voyager to current times. And there's a, there is a cheat sheet where you can go on to the Wikipedia and, and follow through on like get the correct answer, but you can read through it and it kind of gives you an idea of what the state of the galaxy is, what the state of the Klingon empire, the Romulan empire, the Romulan Republic, Starfleet. Yeah. Federation. I, to, I might need to go do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a quick way to get some, a little bit of dilithium. Yeah. It helps. And, and, and dilithium is like, well, it's an end game kind of currency where you can, buy stuff with it right and it's an in-game kind of currency yeah it's like a yeah it's in-game currency that can be used for a number of different things awesome sounds like we've wrapped it up and uh oh one thing max did mention it um since it was there last summer it'll probably be there this summer usually keep your eye out for the summer on risa events yeah, the, they have uh, a lot. Of, that's another thing is they have a lot of events throughout the year. They have a, a winter, a Q's winter event. They have the Riser event that's coming up um, where you go to planet Riser and do a whole bunch of things on the beach. Some cool. surfboarding and some archaeology. It's fun. Bathing suits. Riser. And that will probably be the, the next thing that they do to earn the uh, credit, the, the, the marks for the yeah. tier six ship, I bet you. Yeah. And usually with, especially the, the two big seasonal um, events, uh, they usually have a starship or, as a reward if you complete like a massive amount of the, the content. Yeah, yeah, I still need like 140 winter ones. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm not getting that ever. So, <laughs> all right, sounds good. That looks like that might be our show for tonight. So, while the chat room again suggesting show titles, we want to thank Corley and Dent for joining us. So, thank you. Thank you, thank guys. you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Your Twitter accounts, websites, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, uh, so besides, uh, Star Trek Online, I do play, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, and I run the Monday Night Republic team, uh, for, uh, Star Trek, and I'm also on the, uh, Thursday night team with, uh, with Corley. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I run the, the Thursday night team, and, uh, so hopefully we'll get the run this week. We didn't get the run last week, <laughs> because, uh... I was at John Wick, and we had a bunch of other people out doing stuff too. Oh, and that was on uh, on a, yeah. another podcast. So yeah, yeah. I was on Working Class <laughs> Nerd uh, Thursday night. Yep. And every once in a while, I stream on my my Twitch channel, which is the Corley. But it's been a while on that. I might try to pick that up again uh, this summer after I get back from seeing Goodbye. my daughter and my son. Cool. Awesome. Very cool. 
All right. Well, if you have a question or comment about our show, you can email us at podcast at AIE-guild.org. You can also follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Mew is at the MewCow. McCullough is at CyberWave. I am at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our website at the AIE-guild.org. Uh, and our Discord server is uh, bit.ly slash AIE Podcast Discord. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, keyswithsoul.com. And one other note, um, if you are an AIE Guild member and you are producing content for uh, the AIE, much like Escape Podcast and the AIE Podcast and Working Class Nerds, and you guys want to get in on the AIE Discord, uh, let us know. Just you know, jump on the AIE Discord, pop in the Content Creators Channel. Um, let us know, and we can you know we can chat and get you guys on there as well. So, if you are making AIE content as an AIE content member, and you want to get you know get your show on there let us know yes and speaking of aie content it's now time to play all the great aie member segments this week well we just have one right now it's overly dramatic news from the amazing hunts the wind sorry oh, that was fun. sorry i'm laughing i just killed that accident. oh no oh, my gosh. <laughs> he was, was standing on a balcony and i Is closed like it red just <laughs> a side. Yeah, Gildaside. <laughs> wow. Evidently, well, he didn't think you did good enough on the podcast. We just killed you. I don't know. It, it, it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's I, I didn't awesome. think it would do anything, but that was fun. <laughs> Evidently, it did. Yeah. Right. Uh, next time, we'll be talking to someone about some game and that AIE plays in. Uh, contracts are in negotiation right now. So until then, AIE, this is Vugal. This is Tatsami. This is Makala. And this has been the AAU Podcast. Gentlemen and ladies, ladies and gentlemen, please direct your attention to AIE. Submissions. Ow. False advertising campaign backfires on board invaders. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. Stormsong Valley in the north of Kulturis is a lovely landscape of farms, hills, and streams. But for the vanguard of Horde charged with establishing a foothold here, the distances from their few flight points to world quest areas has proved troublesome. Those looking to quest along the southwest coast did get some help, however, when a large Etten named Donk was convinced to provide transportation services from Stone Tusquatch to the coast, passing through the pleasant village called Millstone Hamlet. All that changed recently, however, when Donk suddenly refused to go anywhere near the hamlet. When questioned, he wailed that the windmills there would give him cancer, and he was more afraid of that than he was of the horde. Where did the Etten get this strange idea? It turns out that the Venture Company has been spreading this rumor in a whispering campaign in an attempt to increase demand for the crude oil found in the area by suppressing support for renewable energy. I can't say I'm surprised it wouldn't be the first time that goblin greed has interfered with Horde strategy. Overall, however, the campaign has been a failure, since to actually believe that windmills can cause disease in passers-by, you'd have to be as dumb as an Etten. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. 
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.